the idea of writing a book is very daunting for me, although I am a good writer and I have edited a few books. Writing my own book is really, it's kind of like walking naked down the street, right? It's like, wait a minute, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. My name is Kim O'Hara. I'm an intuitive book coach at A Story Inside, and I'm interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life who have a story to tell. Do they have a book in them? Stick around and find out. Today, I'm looking forward to talking to designer Ann Andrews, who stands by the mantra, beauty is not something we only see, but we experience, which is essential to our well-being. We're going to take a bit of a deep dive into how women approach beauty and their representation and leadership. Welcome, Anne, to the show. Thanks, Kim, for having me. When we talked prior to the interview, you said you have this calling with beauty, the distorted standards of our culture. Tell me how that calling came about. It came about because I've been working with women for over 20 years, and I noticed that almost every woman I worked with, no matter their shape, their size, economic background, color their skin, they felt uncomfortable about the way they look and made many, many disparaging comments about how they looked. Yes, this, this is something that, you know, as as women, we are doing ourselves a disservice by, you know, calling out the parts of ourselves that we don't like. But often I find that stems from something that comes from a a younger part of ourselves. I know that when you were younger, there was uh, something that you did out of self-loathing. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, because I I think it, it it's it's where I started, but there are bigger reasons we will go into later. When I was a teenager, I was so uncomfortable with the way that I looked that I I started cutting, um, and I realized later on it was because I wanted to be released from the density of the physical body, but I I just did not know how to, I, I was stuck with these feelings of how I didn't like the way I looked, and no matter what I did, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't lose those feelings, so I started cutting, hoping that would help, and of course it did not. And how did you stop? I stopped because one day I cut too deep and it scared me. So I stopped cutting, but I also had eating disorders. I fasted two days a week when I was 15. I was skinny as a rail. And these are stories that so many of us uh, either have experienced ourselves or we have friends who have experienced this. So it's really very, very culturally prevalent and then when I, I started working with women, I really noticed how prevalent it was and uh, started to unpack the whole thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, really, it's really a miraculous journey when we're able to get onto the other side of how we deal with any kind of uh, low self-worth, trauma, 
and it's associated to our bodies and the way that we house our beauty and we can find peace with our trauma you know we can we can we can find peace with our history and our journey and i know that you're speaking more now from the stage and when you start talking about calling in our beauty you're seeing head heads nodding in the audience what's that big connect you're seeing Oh, I think it's just that every single woman feels this way on some level. Um, and Kim, I didn't really think anyone would be interested in this topic. And I'm getting more and more calls every single week. So I'm so happy to share this. And as you said, you can come out of the other side of this. It's just that many women don't have tools and our culture is giving us signals every single minute of every single day of what we're supposed to look like so we're we're still dealing with it every single day and it's it's these these conscious and unconscious fashion decisions and i understand that you have some words that you say that help women to see why they're presenting themselves in any particular way. What are those, what are some of those words? Do you have those, do you have those handy? I do actually. I wrote them out before a call because words are, for me, what help people understand what I'm talking about. Because if I talk about it in the abstract, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great idea. But when I get women to tune into words, they really get it. So that's how I work with clients. But I have a list of fashion words. I, ha- I wrote down a dozen of them. And, I- and I'm just going to ask you and your audience to close your eyes and feel into these words. And I'm going to leave a little space between them just so you know I didn't go away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, we're ready. Here we go. Here we go. Timeless. Elegant, beautiful, stylish, chic, sophisticated, trendy, cute, hot, sexy, alluring, provocative. Mm. Those are some good words. Yeah. That's a lot. Do you feel too. the vibration? Well, you know, I mean, I'm a book coach. I love words. And <laughs> yes, what a course. what a great way to feel. It's interesting because when we talked before, you didn't say understated. I didn't this time. Which I, I just, which is I, I'm so happy because now I've got a new set of words. When we first met, I had picked up on understated and had a had a reaction. This time, I had a reaction to cute. I was like, mm-hmm. "Call me cute." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be cute, you know. Right. In fact, I thought, who wants to be cute? Like, so right. I could see how you could open up this you know, in a big enough, small forum, but in a big enough foreign forum of women, a lot right. of power behind the discussion of what disempowers someone and what 
has someone feel inappropriate. What have you found in your lists to be words that stand out the most as most uncomfortable to women? Well, I'm still exploring this because um, what, let me see how I could frame this for you. I think what I'm trying to get them to tune into, Kim, is let's go to the first word, timeless, and how that opens up a lot of space in your body. You feel mm, that? Yeah. And elegant and beautiful. Those are really, I'm going to use the word high vibrational words. And when we go to words like, at the end of the list, like sexy, alluring, and provocative, I feel the body getting tighter. Like, those words are really us. If we love those words, we have to understand that we're also objectifying ourselves. So what my work is, is with women to really get conscious about how they're dressing so they can make decisions that actually align with who they are and who they want to be instead of what the culture is dictating we should be. We should be. And you know, I think you should write a book about so many levels of this topic. What kind of writer are you? And you know, where do you where do you start if you do write? How do how do you, how do you get going? Well, I think about this topic a lot, and I've been thinking about it for a long time. So, I have started writing down chapter titles as a way to just get organized in my mind. And whenever I have a phrase that I come up with, I write that down. So I have, a, a, I've been started, I've started taking notes and writing lists. And um, honestly, the idea of writing a book is very daunting for me, although I am a good writer and I have edited a few books, but writing my own book is as you well know, it's really, it's, it's really, it's kind of like walking naked down the street, right? It's like, wait a minute. I don't know if I'm ready for this. So that's, and, 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 and here's what I feel is the stronger that that fear is, the closer you are to knowing that you're about to bring something into the world that has to be said you know, mm -hmm. you know, what risks are, we feel risk in a certain way. And you yes. of all people know this in our bodies and, 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 and words are powerful when you put them in a book. You know, we used to write letters. We're kind of like back in that place. Now I, my daughter just wrote a letter and blew my mind, but we're back to writing letters. Words are golden in letters. Words are golden mm. in books. You kind of, they're printed like that's it. You know, that the, there's your ideas. There's a lot of books after Me Too and, you know, the shift of what's working and what's not working. And, you know, are you seeing the fashion industry change at all after the Me Too movement? Is the needle moving at all? The needle is moving, but it's moving in a weird way because um, I, I think there is a Split in the feminist movement. Now, I don't. I don't really study this stuff like really deeply because I like to rely very much on in my intuition and experience. But what I'm seeing is a split about women wanting to be able to wear whatever they want, and I am going to be in my power by wearing whatever I want. 
And other women, um, I would fall into the second camp who are saying, you know what, if you're going to dress that way, you have to really uh, take responsibility for the consequences of dressing that way. So I am very committed to being non-judgmental about what people wear, uh, but I am also very committed to waking people up to these subtleties that are happening in our culture. And another thing I really like to tell women is, look around you. The men have their clothes on, and you're saying you want power. So the playing field out there is very uneven. Mm -hmm. And I just want to shine a light on that so women can make, again, conscious decisions about how they're showing up. And just one thing I wanted to clarify, because I know this is a very, very touchy topic. Um, consequences are not being, you know, obviously raped or objectified or, you know, no woman ever deserves that no matter what she wears. But I think what, what the consequences you mean are on this different level of people are going to see you in a certain way if you wear what is out of alignment with who you are just to be something else. That's, that's what I see the consequences are is your, your, if you, if you have a goal, a particular goal, ask yourself, am I dressing in a way that aligns with that goal? If the answer is yes, and you get the reaction you want, good on you. But if you have not followed the right path and you've just tried to be sexy to be sexy and you don't get the job or people are objectifying you, it's not your fault. It's just maybe get get in alignment with who you want to be. Is that is that a good way of saying that? Well, that's exactly right. Because yeah, there are never any circumstances where a woman should be attacked. What I'm talking about is exactly what you're saying. So, I think one of the interesting things about this is the word attractive, and I think every woman wants to feel attractive. So. Mm. How do we break that down? Mm -hmm. So attractive to some people means sexy or alluring or provocative, but that kind of attractive may have some people looking at you in a certain way that you don't really want. So we are seeing the same thing. Um, so I really love to also unpack the word attractive to people and who do you want to be attractive for? Are you competing with other women? Are you being attractive to men? Is this attractive uh, just for you? But to really think about these things instead of blindly going along with what the culture is dictating, which I think right now is to have us look like little girls or sex objects. Um, and neither of those are appropriate for a professional, you know, a professional um, uh, presence. Yeah, I agree with that. And 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 I I love this whole because attractive is, you know, attract is in the word attractive, right? Exactly. So, exactly. Right. And beauty, I mean there's an extra y, but beauty is in the word beautiful, right? But it's right, interesting right. how they like somehow split and like attract has power and attractive kind of it gets maligned like beauty has power right. but beautiful gets kind right. of distorted 
And I think that's so fascinating. I don't think people really take the time to think about that. Like you said, men just go in the closet, grab a suit, put it on. And women right. have that's this whole right. battle, right? Right. Exactly. And since you brought up the word beauty, which is something that uh, I live my life by, I like to um, frame it in a different way for people. So for me, beauty is as important in our lives as love. Mm. Beauty is something I think is every woman's birthright. And beauty, as you said in the beginning, is essential to our well-being. So I am taking that word beauty and bringing a resonance to it that's that's actually spiritual, is, is how I would look at it. Um, but beauty has been hijacked in our culture, in my opinion. And I'm trying to bring it back to women in a way that really feeds their soul. That's such a powerful place for anyone who's listening to this podcast to ask themselves and really ask themselves, how do you feel when someone says, wow, you're beautiful? You know, right. um, wow, you're stunning. Do you believe that? Right. Is it a one-off? Is it, does it bounce off of you? Do you, are you, are you suspect of that compliment? Yeah. What do you, what, you that's, know, what is that? You know, that's actually the first question that I have in um, the, I call them worksheets that I send to people who are interested in what I'm doing and to help them unpack where they are with this whole thing. The first question is, how do you feel when someone says you are beautiful? And my answers range from, I accept, or I, I don't believe it to I'm a goddess. So every woman uh, weighs in differently, but most are, are on the, I, I don't believe it. And um, that's the level that they're at. And I certainly can relate to that. I love what we've talked about today. And hopefully my listeners will play this back and feel into those words and ask what happens to them when they think about their own beauty. Thank you so much, Anne, for coming and shedding a light on this topic for us today. Thank you, Kim. I enjoyed uh, talking with you. You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. To make sure you never miss an episode, find us and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to know more about how to write a book, check us out at astoryinside.com.